Every month we get together to discuss the books that came out in the previous month, so you've got all month to read your books to avoid spoilers. Be warned, there will be spoilers, particularly in the reviews portion at the end of the show. I am your host, Brian West. With me in the studio is Miguel Silva. Hey, hey. And Pedro Silva. Yes. Here at Optic Blast, we love comics, and we hope to provide an insightful commentary on the comic book medium, but we're not above making lewd jokes about robot gangbangs. We encourage you to check out our website, optic-media.com slash podcast, and you will find show notes, photos, contact info, links to our social media, and of course, our other podcasts, the Optic Blast Book Club and the Chronicle of Saga. So enough of the sales pitch, let's talk about some news. What are we going to talk about, Brian? <laughs> Oh, the things we have to talk about. Yeah, man. So uh, I wanted to lead off with some news that I found rather perplexing. Jack Kirby, Jack King Kirby, has launched a Kickstarter. What? Yes, he has. From beyond the grave. Beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna be like a, no. a Jack Kirby like hologram, like performing live, <laughs> drawing yeah. live? Like, yeah. Tupac. Yeah. yeah. Kanye actually is the one. For realsies, though. There's a Kickstarter for Jack Kirby, there started is. by his grandson, Jeremy Kirby. Mm -hmm. okay. It's funny how you take Jack and it just doesn't sound as dynamic, like Jeremy Kirby. Sounds like a jobber. Yeah. A <laughs> jobber. <laughs> Kirby Jabron. wasn't even his real last name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, he has a Kickstarter and the project is basically a book of rare photos of the king himself and as well as some unpublished drawings. One thing that was kind of interesting is obviously uh, Jeremy is not super familiar with Kickstarter or the value of his grandfather's artwork. <laughs> one, really? of the, one of the prizes was an original comic page, original art okay. of Jack Kirby's, and it was $1,000. What? And there's wow. only one, and it sold out, obviously, very quickly. I hope it's just, like, the shittiest page ever. Like, <laughs> Even just, if it is. Uh -huh. that's, yeah. it's, it's Jack Kirby, It's man. Jack fucking Kirby. Rob Liefeld sold original art <laughs> for thirty-four grand like, in their early nineties or the late eighties. Either way, that's Rob. Liefeld. Yeah, Rob. Old screwdriver shoes. And <laughs> 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 just anyone, if you're listening and you want something funny, real quick and aside, just Google Rob Liefeld feet and then click on. I'm pretty sure it's like the first thing it has to do with hipsters and feet. Just do it. Yeah, it's so good. It, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I kind of wanted to use this to talk about Kickstarter in general, oh, I guess, man. as it relates to comics. Uh, have you guys backed any comics projects in Comic ones? Not? Wait, yeah. Wait. Yes. I was going <laughs> to for Action Lab. There was a cool Action Lab one. Oh, uh, uh, Molly Danger? Yes, Molly Danger looked good. Yeah. I wanted, uh, to, I wanted to back that one. I really wanted to, too, and I, that month I just didn't have any money. It was the same thing with me, uh, and then I forgot, and then yeah. it went away. The only one I ever backed was for Johnny Wander, which is an awesome webcomic, which I absolutely love. That doesn't count. We're talking about printed comics. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Webcomics are for kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've hey. backed a few things myself. <laughs> um, 
I just think that it was really exciting seeing like people who could not get published or yeah. were put in situations where they had to deal with somebody else and they had to self-publish as opposed to going to a different publisher, you know? And this allowed uh-huh. them to put out their own work without taking like a huge financial risk. And that's yeah. really cool. No, I think it's but the then, best. I think comics is one of the best things to use a Kickstarter for. Really. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like printed things because, like, with music, like that's another common thing for Kickstarters. Like, you can print your own CDs easier. It's easier to get your own music out there. Yeah. Right. If you're like, if you want a, a comic book, something printed, it's a yeah. lot more of an investment oh, to yeah. get something like yeah, printed. And, and yeah. CDs at this point are practically disposable. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I mean you know, my point being that like the medium for which you're creating yeah. art, it's it's much easier. Like a lot of other. Oh yeah, I mean, I can email, I can write a song and email it to either of you guys, yeah. and you can listen to it, and it's there. Yeah. And like that's the right. extent. Of which I, I mean, to be published that's an entirely different issue. Because I mean, to be fair, you could do the same with a comic book, because you can. Yeah, it's but it's just not. It's not the same though. Right? <laughs> well, we're gonna get on that later too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me and my digital comics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it is really good, and I think it, it's exciting for those projects that you really like, and it's it's somebody who's either a first-time creator or just not well-known at all, yeah. and uh, you kind of feel like you're a part of something. On the flip side, there's been a lot more people who are really established doing Kickstarters, like Greg Rucka Zach has a Kickstarter. Zach. Oh, yeah, Zach Braff's. Yeah, see, that just pisses me off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Zach <laughs> That's Braff, a whole different thing. Zach Braff's face. I, I don't have not a problem. Kickstarter. Not, not I don't have a problem with the Greg Rucka thing. <clears throat> I do have a problem why, with Why don't you, though? With the Greg Rucka thing? Yeah. Because, really, I think people kind of forget, even with a really well-known uh, writer like Greg Rucka, independent comics don't pay shit. Right. And if you're right, known, right. you're not making a great living off of it. And it's still it's even more work if you're doing a creator-owned project because you're basically... Uh-huh a lot of times functioning as your own editor and like project manager. And and if you're not doing the graphic design, then you're paying somebody out of pocket to do the graphic design and the layout and all that. And letters. Right. And so I understand why you might not want to spend all that to hopefully break even in a right. couple of years. So I think that I've seen hate for stuff like that. Not uh, a lot though. I mean, honestly, I think most people are really supportive of, even larger artists taking advantage of Kickstarter, which, which yeah. shows because their projects are usually really successful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes when when uh, people that are clearly making a lot of money make Kickstarters, sometimes I'm like, why? Yeah, well, exactly. the difference between the comic medium as a <laughs> yeah, whole is yeah. not a very lucrative. Even the superstars, it's not like the most lucrative yeah, business to be in. Yeah. So I understand, yeah, professional creators still professional, quote yeah. unquote, is still. Yeah, there's a lot of overhead that he's got to take care of that he might not necessarily have. On the flip side, like a Zach Braff, who we know is worth millions of dollars, oh, and yeah. was trying to raise over like two million dollars or something like that. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I believe in this so much. Like, I still believe in this movie. Then use your own fucking two million dollars and you pay uh-huh. for it yeah. if you believe in it." Hey, so maybe much. he has a severe drug problem and he just and he's got some problem. Money. I don't like his face either. I'm DPD. <laughs> Why do we all hate Zach Braff now? I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't hate Zach Braff. So I think the the cover art for our podcast should be Zach Braff and Orson Scott Card like hugging each other. Or something. <laughs> Fuck Get on it, artists. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's all I wanted to talk <laughs> that's about. Okay, good. We just wanted. We an went from rip Jack, on Zach Braff. intimate photos of Jack Kirby <laughs> to uh, Orson Scott Card and Zach Braff. Well, it's not like you yeah. can say anything bad about Jack Kirby. Come on. Oh yeah, the man's. You know, he's he's the king. He is God. Yeah, read Jack. fan four. Read yeah, Mark he's Wade's literally, run fan literally, four. He's literally god, literally god yep. in that run. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> All right, I have some kind of fluffy, light, fun news, fun and funny. Shield 
gets greenlit. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Avengers only made like a bazillion dollars. Why would they not make a TV exactly. show? Exactly. Uh, She'll gets greenlit and has a trailer, a full trailer, and yes. Man of Steel kind of gets. They've had a couple of trailers, but they got their first trailer that was actually about the plot of the movie beyond yeah. the origin. Got me pretty excited. Well, let's talk about the Shield one first. Okay, uh, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. It's Joss Whedon doing a TV series. Yes, with an ensemble cast. Yes, sounds well, yeah. Wait, right. What more do you need? And, there? It's, <laughs> and it's probably going to be extremely episodic. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, and, yeah. In a way, you know, TV's almost a, I dared say, better format for comic book stories. Um, I think it except is, except for the budget constraints. Right, right, right. right. But yeah. the difference between budgets of TV shows and movies, the difference is getting kind of smaller and smaller yeah. every year. Uh-huh. Uh, TV's there's a lot of really expensive TV shows that are coming out and doing very well. I'm looking forward to it. It's got a major network backing it and. Agent Coulson's back. Yeah, which, yeah. I don't know. I guess there's spoilers. I found out how he's back. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Wow. So spoilers. What's don't, your source? Don't listen. The internet, Joss, man. The Joss internet. Well, now I want to know. Yeah. yeah. So I was really hoping that it was going to be he was Vision or something. Yeah. They brought him back as like an, <laughs> in like Android form. That'd be right? cool. That would be cool. And then there was also like, I was kind of hoping, but it would open too many floodgates, but to be like, oh, was a LDM, a life, or a LMD, a life model life decoy. Life. Which oh is like God. the ultimate trump card in any character <laughs> death in Marvel. Is I was like, oh yeah. no, that was my LMD. Yeah. <laughs> but it's neither of those. It's actually better because it's very Fury. It's classic Fury. Okay. All right. All right. They faked the whole death to spur the Avengers into action. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> which actually makes perfect sense. It does. Yeah. And it's, it's very Nick Fury, like just fucking with the heroes because he can. Yeah. I kind of so, like that in that it can be explained very quickly. Yeah. And they're not going to have to do, like, the first two episodes aren't going to be right. flashback. Yeah. How did Coulson survive? Yeah. Well, he went to the negative zone. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Brian, oh. dead souls don't go to the negative but, zone. Yeah, and I, you know, me, I didn't love the Avengers like most people, but Punch. I actually am pretty excited for this. Yeah, I'm no, it looks excited good. for this than Avengers 2. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know about that for me. But, but I'm a yeah, crazy there's, a, there's a good you are a crazy man. There's yeah. a good chance that you'll get a lot of like cool cameos. Yeah, see, I'm the only thing I'm worried about is they overdo it with cameos, yeah. which I hope they don't. But you can still, there's still a lot of potential for some like cool. Yeah, they could fall down this path of like wink, wink. Right, remember right, right. this wink. But uh-huh. they did, and they did this just guy. get Punisher and Daredevil back. And there's a lot of rumors that Ooh. a good opportunity to bring those characters. Back uh-huh. into the mainstream uh-huh. yeah. to use them in Shield, that, and which would be cool. They would that be would good be cool. for like TV too. Yeah, yeah. Street level. Yeah, street level heroes. Um, yeah, street level heroes, man. Yeah. Street level. Pissed Pete. Pissed Pete. Street level <laughs> heroes. Yeah. I think we need a band or like a. <laughs> this this podcast should have just been called Street Level Heroes. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> so yeah, Shield. I'm down. It looks great. I mean, I'm excited. All right. Plus, you know, Joss Whedon. Yeah. 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 Joss. Joss, we trust. And Joss, we exactly. trust. Creepy. Yeah, as someone who's just watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now, I'm like, that makes me more excited for it. Oh, I've never seen it. You should. It's really good. Me I'm either. going to one day. Actually, I have seen long. it. I watched all of season one. Yeah, season one's good, but it gets get, it gets so much better. Yeah, that's what I heard. Anyway, yeah. Man of Steel. Huh, what? Oh, my God. Oh, Man of what? When they announced they were doing the movie, I said, okay, they're doing a reboot. And then... 
they announced it was going to be Zack Snyder, and I'm like, I don't really like that. Yeah. Right. Not that I don't hate Zack Snyder, but I don't really like him. Did you see Sucker Punch? <laughs> Sucker Punch is fucking <laughs> terrible. It's pretty bad. It's like a fucking rape bonanza. Jesus Christ, can we edit that out? <laughs> But well, it's that's what, what it no, is. That's all that movie is, is like metaphors for rape and yeah. actual rape and just it's yeah. like it's just weird like, it's psychological like, it's like, torture porn. It's like faux feminism, the movie. But it's not. It's like he thinks he's making a feminist <laughs> that's what, movie. That's what I'm saying, faux feminism. Yeah, like, like, yeah. It's, yeah. Like it's not real rape because it's like there's like we're four. We're not talking about sucker. It's like Inception oh, level too because there's like we're in like the fourth layer oh, of like dreams within a dream yeah. and she's dreaming this and then within the dream she starts dreaming Yeah. and it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about Sucker Punch. Let's not talk about Sucker yeah. Punch. If you want to talk but about Sucker Punch, it's I didn't direct, hate... direct people to how did this get made. Yeah, because yeah. that's a good one. Oh, yeah. That's probably the best how did this get made. I didn't hate Watchmen. Not that I loved it or anything, but I didn't uh, hate it. I didn't hate 300. I didn't hate Donald. He's done a lot of movies that I don't hate. <laughs> well, he's only done like five movies. He has uh, The Four. Owls of Galhul. Oh, yeah. I remember. Remember. That was actually Was it the animated one? The Owls. Yeah. I didn't see it. Of Galhul. It's stupid, <laughs> but I don't know. It reminded me of like 80s fantasy movies oh, really? that didn't really make any sense. No, was, 80s fantasy um, movies are the creepiest. Yeah. So I didn't really like that. And then I saw the costume and I didn't really like that. And then I saw the first trailer and I'm like, yeah, that looks okay, but wait, the ice fishing one. <laughs> I, well, I was thinking it looks like it could be okay. It doesn't look oh, bad. Nice. It doesn't look good. There's nothing in it that got me excited. I'm, all I saw was it was him ice fishing <laughs> for two minutes. No, it was only like a minute of it. <laughs> That's all it was. But you just kind of got the feeling that the movie was an origin story, right? And which is oh, man, a part fishing. of the movie, but. There's obviously so much more. Now with this trailer, there's obviously so much more going on. And I feel like the origin is going to be, you know, the first 20 minutes or something like that. We'll see. I have no idea. So do you really need to, like, but rehash the origin, though? Like, everyone knows. Everybody knows. It's like, yeah. maybe there are, maybe we're just in our own little bubble, but I feel like everyone no. knows. No, I think even... you can ask any Joe Schmo on the street. Yeah. Like, do you know, like, maybe, like, just the beginnings of Superman? He'd be like, oh, his planet exploded and he landed on Earth in a rocket ship. Yeah. I'd be curious how much yeah. kids know about it, though. Like an eight-year-old kid right now. Let's, get, let's go find some eight-year-old kids. Let's. Open the, <laughs> yeah, open, open the van door. <laughs> God, we're fucking getting, like, blue. We're, yeah, this, this is getting out of hand. We need new followers. It's like the first episode. <laughs> we're losing, we're yeah. losing followers. Anyway. Yeah, I can hear them clicking on the yeah, right now. Right now. Yeah. now back to comics. Spoiler alert for people who haven't read Justice League. Oh man, of America. Oh, number four. It's baffling to me. So don't write us emails yeah. about this. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Catwoman gets shot in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, straight up. By straight the up. Joker. Yep. And why does she get shot in the face? I don't know. I didn't read it. Oh. <laughs> I That's that the whole book. the whole problem. Is like it's just so he can. He's like, oh, want to ruffle Batman's feathers a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. this is how we're gonna get to him is just killing Catwoman. I don't. I just don't really care that much about this at all, one way or the other. I heard about it and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not reading that book, but that's a dumb thing. It's a dumb thing, and a killing I don't, characters also, yeah. it's doesn't a dumb, have any impact. I can't, yeah, I agree. It's a dumb thing, and I don't care. I just understand. It's just kind of crazy to me that like of all next to Wonder Woman in any sort of like mm-hmm. female centered comic book character that's Catwoman's like the biggest 
Especially with the movie that just came out. Yeah, I mean, probably. Dark Knight came out, and it's like, oh, Catwoman, she's a big marquee like name. Now. I was about to be. Like, I would say that. I was about to think you said the movie that came out with Halle Berry, and I was like, no, the Dark. Knight. Oh yes, of course, it's yeah. a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> but but and then to just head. be like, all right, so we gotta, we're just gonna shoot her, right? Like, yeah. Random crazy, just shoot her in the I... fucking face, and then just because it's shocking, like just for the shock mm-hmm. value of it. Right. I would wager that. I'm in fact, I'm pretty sure that she's not dead. Well, if she's yeah. not back next, and I mean, not like she'll be back in six months as part of a, if she's either still going to be alive next issue or like the issue or two afterwards, she's definitely uh-huh. not dead because if they were actually killing her, then there would have been a spoiler press release. Like every time they kill a hero and the press release hits before anybody picks up their comic books. Right. And there's still a Catwoman title yeah. going and it's still going. The solicits are still going. And all the covers have Catwoman on them, and it's not getting canceled. So that's Cats. still happening. Yeah. And you have a shapeshifter on that team. Jeez. Oh, and uh, there could be a million other ways you can. Yeah. Cats have nine lives. That would be great if that was just. Yeah, that was it. Oh, man. Oh, she's pops only... out of her head. Yeah. Yep. She's got eight left. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think she's dead. I, <laughs> I just don't really care. I wasn't reading that book. We we talked about oh on the first show that we never released. Yeah, man. Um, deep cuts. Deep cuts. We talked about it. I read the first issue of Just League of America, and I didn't really like it. So I'm not reading it. I don't know. Women in fridges. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. I don't thing. feel like this is quite that because there's. I I think it's not that because Catwoman was already an established character that wasn't just introduced. Yeah, to she kill. wasn't created just yeah. so she can die twenty yeah, yeah. issues later. <laughs> yeah, which was sort of the idea of having a character that's just. Yeah. You know, and and I certainly wouldn't want. I would never want because of the whole women in fridges movement. Um, I wouldn't want there to be a time where DC or, or any comics company just wouldn't kill female characters. Right. Um, right. I think that yeah. they should write better stories instead of relying on character deaths yeah. to sell issues. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to really blame them because I guarantee you that more people bought justice league America number four this month because they heard about it. Yeah. I mean, got to make money, I guess. Yeah. So people Burp. stop buying that stuff. Anyway. The cat's I mean, listen, I mean, I'm sure the book Jesus. is. Ugh, fuck, I'm sure All the right. book is is Talk fine. I, I didn't think that Justice League of America was bad. Like it wasn't terrible by any extent. Um, I mean, if you like it, fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll I mean, call me caddy, but I just think it's oh, dumb. God. Jesus, Petey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make the. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I quit. <laughs> this is yeah. Podcast over. Uh, All right. I'm going to sneak him in when you least expect the rest of this podcast. That's all I got for news this month. I feel like it was kind of a light month. Maybe people are saving up big stories for Comic-Con so they can make a big Comic-Con hubbub about it. Yeah, you know, it's only a couple months away. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like there weren't a lot of really interesting stories this month. Saga's not coming back till August. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. I wonder, is there going to be anything Comic Con for Saga? I bet. Probably not. What would they say? I don't know. Saga's so cool. And Angela's going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> oh, I fucking hope so. So, those are the top news stories for May. Feel free to join in the discussion by leaving a message on the show notes page at optic-media.com slash podcasts. And now, 
We're going to take a stroll over to the dirt bins. Miguel? Yes, welcome to the dirt bin, ladies and gentlemen. This is where I dive into the dollar section of our local comic book store and uh, mine go- some gold. Mine some gold. And boy, did I for our first. You fucking struck gold. So I pick a comic, and uh, for your reference, I'm going to be talking about Badger number 17. So if you have Badger <laughs> yeah, number along. 17 <laughs> from Please first comics, follow along. Yes, go pull it out. We'll go through it together. Uh, <laughs> Wait, which volume? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It should also be pointed out that Brian and Petey didn't read Badger Number 1, uh, so yeah. I'm going to try my best to walk them through the magic. So here we go. First off, <laughs> the cover. I was saying, first off, the cover. Because <laughs> he's riding a buffalo. The cover I mean, is... You can see the cover on our website. Yeah. it's a ha- it's a, So, also, I've never read any issues or know anything <laughs> about anyone named Badger. So it's not the Badger, it's Badger. He appears to be a superhero oh, no. with a badger claw on his chest. chest. He's riding a buffalo. He's <laughs> roping a rhinoceros. <laughs> I'm not making that. I just up. realized that was a rhino. <laughs> so we open to Badger in a bar, and right away the writing is phenomenal. I'm just going to read you what they say. It says, A Harley's fine for cruising, or if you're looking for a certain style, but if you want to go fast, you have to ride a jet bike. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh. There's one panel in and racism. <laughs> right, right, this is a very panel one board balloon one wow. is already getting pretty racist. And okay. then even you've got to be a nuclear physicist to fix one of those rice burners. No, sir. <laughs> Give me Milwaukee iron. Okay. So pretty great. So it cuts to <laughs> these guys all chilling in a bar, Badger being one of them, in, <laughs> in costume. costume. Yeah, in, costume. <laughs> in costume. And uh, they're riding, they're, they're, arguing about motorcycles and badger's like oh my bike's a buffalo and they're like buffalo what's that brand g howdy like let's go check it out badger and he's like better yet i'll call it in here and he whistles and his fucking buffalo (laughs) crashes through the wall this comic is great yeah this is pretty great so far it crashes through the wall like straight up through the wall into this bar was this so, being written tongue in cheek or were they I have like, I'm not sure. No idea. But then This is exciting. So this Elvis looking guy pulls a gun on the on the buffalo because he's afraid of it. <laughs> Wait, on the buffalo or on Badger? On the buffalo. And Badger, <laughs> I'm gonna point this out. Badger like chugs a, a beer and kicks the gun out of his hand <laughs> at the same fucking time. I think we need to we need to put okay. some of these panels on the webpage. Yeah, this has gotta be meant to be funny. He yeah. chugs a beer and kicks <laughs> the gun out. At once. And then, so, yeah. So he's causing a ruckus. The bar guy gets mad, and he's like, Understandably. Oh, you know, Badger, you got to pay for all this damage, and Badger throws him $1,000. <laughs> he just has. Um, pays for the damage. He doesn't even have pockets. Yeah. I know. So, already, this is a couple pages, and then this guy. Actually, hold on. Segue. Those are pants. Those aren't, like, tights. He's wearing pants with his costume. Oh, yeah. They got, like, a flare at the bottom. Yeah, he's wearing sweats. There's an elastic waistband. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so. Oh, he is. All right, so Badger (laughs) in his elastic waistbanded sweats and his tights. It's Sunday. Everyone's arguing. Yeah. Everyone's arguing about Badger destroying this bar. And this guy just runs in and says, Badger, Badger, I need your help because I, I work at a local <laughs> circus and our rhino got loose. <laughs> and I need you to catch the rhino. So I just want to read this this for you. This is Badger agreeing to do it. 
He says, save our rhino and we'll give you free admission forever and instruction on how to apply clown makeup and bend balloons into what? shapes. <laughs> and then Badger says, what kind of shapes? And the guy says, any kind. And he says, I'll do it. My <laughs> God. <laughs> this is either, okay, somebody's writing a humor book, that's, but the artist is selling it, like playing it straight. I or should, yeah. this is somebody who's like, fire me, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I should point out the art's actually pretty good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's 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 very, I don't know, like Phil Jimenez type. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's just it's good. It looks good. I don't know who the artist is. Said Jeffrey Butler. Oh, so he's pretty good because he's gonna learn how to make balloon animals. Badger agrees <clears throat> to find the rhino, and then we cut to Texas crazy Texas guy from The Simpsons <laughs> who hears on an APB that there's a rhino loose, and so of course. He wants to go just kill the rhino so he oh can harvest god. the horn. <laughs> oh my god! And just so you readers at home, he has a white fedora on and is wearing a white suit, smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pretty much every sleazy businessman from he's Boss Hog. Yeah, yeah. So Boss Hog decides he's gonna find the rhino too. So Badger goes around and literally just asks people if they've seen a rhino. <laughs> And ends up in a farmer's backyard where the rhino has trudged through. <laughs> so, after sharing a beer oh with the farmer and his son, they find out like which direction the rhino goes. And another great panel is as as Badger is jumping. <laughs> I don't know how would you how you guys how would you describe how he's, he's jumping on that buffalo? He's um, mounting it. He's like frog leaping. <laughs> he's frog leaping, mounting the buffalo, and the farmer says to his son, "Son, remember the day the badger rode a buffalo through the yard?" <laughs> and the son says, "I will, Dad." Yeah, this is okay. So, um, so he's finding the rhino, and so is Boss Hog and his buddy. It's basically major force without like being major force mm. badger finds the rhino kind of by a freeway so he tries to sneak up on it. of course that doesn't work <clears throat> so the rhino gets away and he runs into traffic and he <clears throat> runs into a car a family van family sedan sedan <laughs> that's driving down the street as the rhino hits it you cut to a panel of the kid in the back saying <laughs> quick mom give me the stun gun what <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what this family is. We don't get any more on this. Family. That was a feature back then. I'm all really, sedans. I'm really intrigued as to what this yeah. family, what they do for a living, <laughs> because this is the kid yelling to the mom to hand. Not it's dog the bounty hunters. It must be. It's give me the, the stun, stun gun. <laughs> We're all aware that we all have. He rides the rhino down and he finds it. He gets charged by the rhino. Jumps on it yelling cowabunga, <laughs> then grabs the rhino by the ears and says vamanos, and then wraps it up with the bed sheet. <laughs> and he he wins. He gets the rhino, but of course Boss Hog shows up to mm-hmm. shoot it. Uh, they shoot his buffalo dead. And what? So Wait, they kill the buffalo. He shoots the buffalo. Holy shit! So Badger loses it. <laughs> what? And he starts beating up Major Force, kicks his ass. And then it turns out the buffalo was just faking it. And he wasn't dead. You wonder, how did the buffalo survive? He got shot. And I'll give you the ex- the explanation that the comic gives you for why the, <laughs> why the buffalo lived. He says, Lamont, you old fig. Lamont's the name of the buffalo, by the yes. way. 
Lamont, you old faker, how'd you do it? Oh, I see. The bullet just hit your Porsche Club of America badge. What? And then what? the next panel is them celebrating. So I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> wait, what is the... Wait, hold on. Go so, back to the celebration page. <laughs> is the buffalo drinking a, like, wash bin full of beer? I think yes, so, actually. Yes. Well, I was going to get to that. <laughs> 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 but it's just... Oh, it hit your Porsche Club of America badge. Cut to celebration. I don't know what that means. Because uh, the... The buffalo, buffalo was, wearing was wearing a badge, a badge. and the guy okay. shot the badge, uh-huh. and that's how the buffalo lived. <laughs> okay, and the buffalo is a member of the Porsche of Club. the Porsche Club what of the America. How is that? And then so he does, yeah. <laughs> and then they celebrate in the bar by the buffalo <laughs> drinking a basin full of full of beer. That's it. That's how the issue ends. So, so th- I, wait, this is not. Oh no! Well, there's a backup tale called Zoom Town. And I'm going to read that, and I'll talk about it next time. Oh, yeah. boy. Okay, cool. So in, I wanted to see him. Like, is this available in trade? Because I'm going to buy this. Right, yeah. What'd you and find? And so, actually, I found a bunch of torrent sites off of <laughs> in trade. Um, and then I also found a news article on CBR from August 29th, 2007. Mike Barron's Badger is back. What? And I was not aware of this, but look, it's like extreme modern Badger. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you remember that wow. Sega Genesis game where you're like, you're basically Badger, you're like, you're friends with all these animals and you're just like murdering poachers? It was like a Final Fight type game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do remember The that cover game. was just like your main characters with like rocket launchers, but they were surrounded by deers and stuff. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah I wonder what it's called. If anyone knows what it's called, so please tell me. What's awesome <laughs> is this comic gave me no insight as to, I don't think he, does he have, I don't think he has powers. No. He's just, <laughs> he's just I, a straight rider. He's a drunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's certainly certainly a drunk. There's a lot of facial hair in this comic. Mm-hmm. Go back. Well, to he's that a thing. man. There's like in one panel. There's handlebars, like five, five o'clock, o'clock shadow, shadow. Oh. mustache. Oh, I guess like a molestache, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was, that's a molestache. Unless that guy's a highway patrolman. Well, this guy's got chops. The other guy's oh, got yeah, chops. chops. And that guy has a sick goatee. Yeah. Oh God. And like a curly mullet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my yeah, favorite part yeah. is that he just destroys this bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's the beginning. Yeah, that's, that's just... our introduction to this hero. Badger number one. It's got to be great. success. I guess this is 17. Oh, this, this is number 17. 17. Badger no, yeah, number oh, maybe 17. that's why we don't understand. <laughs> but well, yeah, still, but If he had still. powers, they should be on display at some point within yeah. the issue, right? I mean, I'd rather have a buffalo drinking a bin full of beer. <laughs> yeah, did, was there more of these or at the place we bought this? I'll have to go back and yeah, see because I need, I need to know what other, like... I think we need to start the Badger fandom again. Oh, my God. If there ever was one. Badger fan art. But yeah, can you send us your finest Badger fan art? Well, yeah. Also, he's also he also sings, I believe, four separate times <laughs> within this comic book. So right here he's, sing, <laughs> he's singing while he's riding the buffalo. Okay, this is definitely a joke comic. <laughs> I don't know. When was this made? It looks like eighties. Uh, it looks like an eighties. It has book. to be at least eighties. Is it post Watchmen? Nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six. So in the year the changed comic books, we had Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Watchmen. Yes. And Badger. And Badger. Badger. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was really and the next so you know when they te- tease the next like story, it's called Beaver Drop. <laughs> <laughs> 
It says things return to normal as our regular art team returns returns Whoa. for Beaver Drop. Also, let's make a note that that's in like serial killer ransom note writing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Normal, yeah, not nothing but normal and regular. That's creepy. Huh. So they Maybe return they're trying for, to make a statement here. Yeah, and then also the only female presence is at the end of this girl wearing short shorts. Yeah, and Barely. leg warmers. It's the eighties, man. She's got the hair and everything. Yeah. So, so A plus. A plus, actually. I'm yeah. Yeah. A plus. I'm unanimous. Yeah. A plus. If We're you guys ever have now. a chance to pick up a beaver, I mean a badger <laughs> comic, badger, do it. Fistful of badger. All right. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of that review. Let's talk about some good comics that yeah. came out last month. I mean, legit better comics. <laughs> So the first thing I have on here is The Victories, number one, by Michael Avon Oming, colors by Nick Filardi? Filardi? I don't know. Filate. Uh, I am, you guys didn't read this. No, I didn't read it. I almost didn't read it. I heard, uh, so this is Michael Avon Oming, artist of powers. This is a book that he's writing and drawing for Dark Horse Comics. And this is actually the second mini series that he's done. You know, Dark Horse always does everything in minis, and it gets confusing. So it's like the victory's number one or the victory's number one. But this is the second <laughs> number one. Okay. What? Um, Volume two. I actually didn't what? read the first mini. I heard an interview with Michael Avon Oming about this and some other things on Word Balloon a while ago before the first mini came out. And I'm like, oh, that sounds actually really interesting. I want to read that. And I just, I just kind of missed it when it came out. Kind of forgot about this, too, until I just saw that it came out that day and decided on a whim to buy it and just dive in. I'm like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so the book is a it's a superhero book, um, but it's sort of an oddball take on superheroes, which I'm actually kind of getting sick of to some extent. It's kind of like Watchmen did it really well and then people did it not so well, but you know, there are people that, you mean that like, still do. They're kind of exploring what superheroes are and, like, different ideas, putting superheroes in different situations right. or giving them different types of powers. Like and the authority think, type of, like, the authority and stuff like well, that? Well, yeah, and after the authority even. I mean, after Watchmen, obviously. Right. I guess that's what they should have been copying, right. but they just copied, like, it's got to be dark. It's got to right. be rape. Well, it's like, let's right. say, how, uh, how much more can we subvert this? Especially, yeah, yeah especially after authority. Um, there, there's a lot of books around that time that came out that were kind of like exploring the superhero genre. This is sort of that, but I think it stands apart in that each one of the hero characters in it is like their powers are derived out of a weakness or like a deep-seated sort of psychological issue. Not in that they're de- literally derived out of that, but you can tell that each character kind of represents something and has a lot of baggage. And the comic is, seems to be essentially them overcoming these issues, you know, and you get the feeling. What I felt was kind of really special about it was you get the feeling that it's also Michael Avon Oming sort of overcoming his issues with these characters. And they're just vague enough that you start, sort of it gets really introspective as you're reading it and I, I maybe when people if people have read it they're gonna be like wow brian's a dark fucked up guy <laughs> it's, it's it's it is not a book for kids <laughs> okay it is um, no weirdly um yeah introspective and interesting and kind of upsetting um not 
but upsetting in all the right ways. Not in like there's no graphic violence in it. There's some brief nudity. There's no like extreme sex or anything like that. It's not ex- explicit. It's just really interesting. And I I actually don't want to get into it too much because I'm sure there's a lot of people who didn't pick it up. Okay. I think the sales have been probably pretty good for a Dark Horse book, but I really haven't seen anybody talking about it. And I thought it was the best thing that I read last month. Um, and, and one of the most interesting things I've read in a while. All right, it's a um, basic plot, though. What are we... Basic plot is you come into a scenario that's probably near future. Like I said, I didn't read the first mini, and I don't know if this is a direct result of something that happened to it, but right off the get-go, you're in, I assume, New York City or some large city, and there's no electricity. So everything's kind of in disarray, but people are pretending to kind of have a life, and then you get introduced to this group of superheroes that are fighting a villain, and you know, like I think one of the earlier narration boxes is like the world is going to shit right in front of our eyes, and this guy's trying to rob a fucking bank, you know. And it's them kind of taking care of it. And the first issue focuses a lot on one of the characters, Dee uh, Dee Mao, who is a superhero who is has this weird metabolism where she has to be like fighting or using her powers, or she gets really fat. <laughs> okay. And um, which goes into that great flashback I was showing you guys before this, where it's like her as a, as a kid and her mom's just saying terrible things to her. And it's really like stunted, jilted, brutal dialogue. Like no one would ever talk like that. But then right after there's like a narration box and it's the, the DD Mao narrating. And she's like, I don't know if that's what she actually said, but that's what it felt like, which I huh. thought was just a nice little touch. There's kind of, this is a little text heavy, um, which I'm usually, I don't like a lot of narration in my comics, uh-huh. but it, when people do it really well, it's good. Um, like, you know, Dark Knight Returns is like narration all over the fucking place, but it's great. Um, what about from like one to Brian Michael Bendis? Where does it fall? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> like an amount of dialogue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that? You know, I'd like... say we get into Brian M. Okay. Pretty good. But yeah, I was really impressed with it. And obviously, okay, Michael Avon Oming is a great artist. He's awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that's really great about his style is that he's just, um, his panels are, or his art is just simple enough that you can do small panels and then still have a big panel on the page to have that like moment with it. You know, you can do a lot of storytelling on every page and it doesn't feel rushed or muddled or, you know, um, Similarly, like David Aja does that a lot. He's really good at small panels and stuff, making it simple enough, but still good to look at. Yeah, I uh, I really loved it. I'm really looking forward to the second issue, and I'm definitely going to go back and read the first miniseries. Um, it's cool. good. All I right. highly, highly recommend it. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Young Avengers number five, and this is the book that you guys should all be reading, seriously. We say that a lot. We do. Well, Hawk, okay, Saga, obviously we dedicated a fucking podcast to it, so <laughs> clearly we believe in Saga. And then Hawk, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And um, Daredevil. See, I don't, so I don't those are like my Daredevil. top two. But Young Avengers would be number three. Uh, so number five just <coughs> keeps everything going. It wraps up the first story arc, which is kind of odd for a fifth issue, I kind of thought. 
usually like six, you know, brings it to yeah. uh, brings it to a close. But um, really, I just want to talk about it because I feel it should bring attention to it. <coughs> it's still kind of a mystery. Everything's still kind of being mm-hmm. um, explored as to why these people are together. You finally at the end of this get why they're all together together, like why they're going to be traveling together and why they're going to be in the same book together. Okay. These guys, how they come together, but you still don't really know a lot about any of them except for Wiccan, Changeling, Kate Bishop, and maybe Kid Loki, but only if you've read, like, Thor, yeah, right. previous Young Avengers, yeah. any of their solo Journey books. Journey into Mystery. Right. Yeah. If you're reading those and you know who they are, but it's just them fighting all these crazy goo parents that Wiccan summoned from an alternate dimension on <laughs> accident. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they're like they're like clay versions of like parents, and they like. Oh, that's awesome! It's it's crazy. So it's all, and they get everyone that they're around. So it's them fighting their parents, literally, but it's like yeah. not really their parents. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. But really, this book, the story, the story's been cool. The dialogue's very. I think sometimes he tries too hard to be very like this right here. Current, this... yeah, like the whole the whole like who writes this book. <laughs> Um, it's do the credits. His name. Oh, it's, Karen uh, Gillan. Kieran, Kieran, it's Kieran. Karen Gillan. Yeah, Kieran, Kieran Gillan, and then Jamie McKelvey, and Mike Norton do the um, art, which I'll get to in a second. That's like, the yeah. best part of this book. But yeah, so the whole you know even the recap is done in like a very Tumblr Twitter. Not even like it is Tumblr. Okay, I don't use Tumblr. It, so it, I didn't that's know. what Tumblr looks okay, like. Okay, well, it's called oh, wow. Gambler. So I. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Young, yeah. So, so yeah. So sometimes I feel he's trying a bit too hard with the references and the the lingo. I like that he's trying though. Oh, he definitely yeah. is. Like, I mean, they mentioned Young Lo- Young Loki, Kid Loki referred to himself as Tyrion the last issue to try to like, <laughs> get everyone to understand what he was like. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it's just this whole issue is pretty much action and them killing all the parents, and it looks rad. It does look amazing. I mean, everything yeah. just like th- like this whole like like that like kid uh hulkling just like punching one into oblivion why is kate bishop mega man (laughs) oh she pulls so yeah kate bishop pulls uh a bow from uh, captain marvel whatever the new captain marvel from Uh, the ship uh wait like like carol Carol danvers captain marvel no 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 uh kree captain marvel Uh, he's like his son captain marvel sorry excuse me captain marvel um she pulls like a crazy like futuristic composite bow from so yeah she took a composite bow from captain marvel's thing that's why she's shooting okay. beams it's not really but a composite bow it's more of a it's composite looking it looks like a composite a compound? bow Shoot. compound bow sorry you guys don't know anything about weapons <laughs> composite bow also a thing though maybe it's from tomb raider uh i've been playing a lot of tomb raider sorry guys anyway the whole issue is just them fighting but there's just excellent use of panels like the, the, every week these guys have like crazy angles or yeah, like yeah, crazy actually, sequences yeah. of panels that I've never seen like literally never seen yeah. I've been reading comics for a long time and it's nice because it doesn't look Jamie McKelvey is good at doing those crazy layouts and it doesn't look messy Yeah, no yeah. they look like so there's one where Kid Loki's using this like pentagram symbol like nexus to like power everybody to finally like get rid of the to be able to kill these like clay things clay faces and it's him in the middle and it's this two page spread and like each point of the pentagram that he's standing on is like a different scene subsection of, of panels subsection of panels of each individual character killing their respective 
parents. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's awesome. That's a great thing to happen to in like a teen heroes book. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah them literally fighting their parents and yeah. not literally fighting. Yeah, again, it's great. Like so it. it wraps it up and you find out why they need to be together, which I won't spoil, leave something for the for imagination, but um, it's just a great book. The The characters are written great and the art's just... Every week I see some panel. I mean, sorry, every week. Every month I see some panel or some double-page spread or some use of panels in this book, and it's, like, <laughs> it's awesome. You better. It's no, but I mean, but that that's, that's, like, ridiculous that I've never seen, and it's awesome. Yeah. And then, like, even... In the first issue, they they like said, "Oh, this is a song that we thought of when we wrote this issue," and so like I threw it on and actually read the issue, and it like fits. Oh, that's cool. Nice. So what they do all it? these cool. I don't remember. It's from the issue once. It was a few months ago, five months ago. Who's by? I don't remember. Uh, that's cool. But, there was a uh, like that comic punk rock and trailer parks. The uh, first page was like. You can go on this website and you uh-huh. made a playlist to play awesome. for like yeah. each chapter. And they do stuff nice. like that in here too, where they'll like just rent. And actually, you know, even reading it, like it's the only comic I've ever read that I can actually picture songs when I'm reading it, uh-huh. or like yeah. hear songs in my head that I'm like, oh, this kind of fits and it's kind of nice. cool. And it's almost like they write that way, which, based on the first kind of scenes they do, where they listen to a song and then like write and draw, and it's just awesome. It's just everything. It's just really. It's something different. There's not yeah. a lot of comics on, out, I think, that are like this book. Yeah, it's definitely They're like a team book, but it's not the Avengers or X Men yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what's what's good? It's something that's not burdened down by history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You know, X Men, Avengers, JLA, anything, any yeah. team book these days are all uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Years Which again and years was why like of... was why Runaways was right, good. Right. Exactly. But then Runaways wasn't like a superhero right. story. So this is heroes. But it's yeah. it's just cool. I don't want to spoil too much, so yeah. you should everyone should just read it. I'll probably oh. check it out eventually. I was actually pretty enticed by it. I just <laughs> I have an unofficial no Avengers books policy. This isn't just, even I know, and that's not why even I Avengers, was more. Yeah. <laughs> let me explain that, people. I don't like hate <laughs> the Avengers or anything. I just haven't read it, and I have a limited amount of money. And if mm. I know if I start reading it, then I'll get into their stupid little world, and then one title turn into like three titles, and then. I'll live in a box, <laughs> literal box, you literal guys. box. But man, no, I uh, man in a box. I recommend this one. I was a huge fan of the of the original Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah. that Heinberg um, and uh, Chung. Oh, yeah. Chung. I forgot about that. It's great. I loved it. Um, right. So this is. Good. I still want to read that, and I want to um, catch up on this. Yeah, I was actually just having a really good conversation about Young Avengers with some people that I didn't know even read comic books, and I'm glad that people are reading this. That. And the yeah. cover. Look at the cover, guys. I'd buy yeah. it. I'm one of those people who like will sometimes buy things just based on the cover. Even <laughs> if I don't even if I don't open uh-huh. it and read it, I'll be like, Oh, it's a cool cover and I want it. Yeah. Yeah. This cover's awesome. Yeah, it's great. All right. Uh The Dream Merchant, number one, by Nathan Edmondson, and I'm gonna do my best with the artist's name. Konstantin Novosadov. John Constantine? No. Constantin Novosadov. It's Istanbul, it's Istanbul. Man. Not Constantinople. <laughs> I thought you were trying to actually correct me for a second. I was like, how do you get Istanbul in that? <laughs> Guys, I'm tired. And I've had a beer or two. Uh, <laughs> the Dream Merchant. Uh, this is the new book by Nathan Edmondson, who writes the Jake Ellis books. And he writes the, uh, or not the, uh, not the authority. 
what is it called? The Activity. And he actually, he wrote a couple of New 52 books that got canceled really quick, um, <laughs> which I heard were not great. But uh, I really like the Jake Ellis books. The first one was really awesome, and I'm liking actually the second one, Where is Jake Ellis? Even better. <laughs> so this this book, I thought, all right, and this seems different, because the other movies, or I'm sorry, <laughs> the other comics he does are very much like spy stories. Um, he does a lot of like military books and this is just totally did not look like that type of thing. It's not realistic artwork at all. It's very surreal and lots of different colors on it. So I thought I'd give it a shot and I really didn't read anything about it and just went into it. First of all, the art by (laughs) Constantine, John Constantine, (laughs) if he's listening, uh, we're sorry, we're sorry. It's just easier. He doesn't sound... He sounds foreign. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also does the colors for the book. The art's kind of a complete package by him. And it's really cool. It's It has a very European look to it. But it's cartoony, but it's not, you know, it's not Looney Tunes cartoony. It's not Darwin Cook cartoony. It's It looks kind of, I don't know, primal. It's kind of sketchy. And there's some really great kind of caricature type work. But yeah, it's basically a story about this kid who was adopted and has terrible, terrible adoptive parents and starts kind of escaping to his dreams and his dreams kind of become more real to him than his life. And he has this same dream. He's flying in this crazy pink Giant world. peach. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> as, it, it, as his life gets on, the, he just becomes more and more attached to the dream the dream becomes more part of his life and he men- ends up in a mental hospital <laughs> oh nice. um, okay. okay is that how it starts uh the start is just kind of explaining the dream and then yeah i actually the the last it has it feels very much like a tv show or movie it's very uh-huh. cinematic in that it has a cold open i was just gonna say is it like a like uh, a, even a james yeah, bondy get, and like cold open to it you get a lot of you get sort of the exposition the setup and it's actually quite a few pages of the book it's like five or six pages of the book and then you get the title page the dream merchant um which i actually like a lot and Um, it's a very very good design work on. i'm a sucker for cold opens actually i like yeah Yeah, (laughs) and uh it's despite the subject matter is very different than the other books by nathan edmondson the sort of way the story flows is similar in that he packs a lot of events into each comic. You know, he's the opposite of Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> in that there's a lot that happens every issue. He doesn't need to overload you with, like, quirky, fun dialogue or anything like that. It's They're very plot-driven stories, which can be a weakness at times, but I think it works in most of his work, um, particularly Jake Ellis books. But this one, it works, too, and I, it wasn't... You know, I didn't read the book and finish it and didn't knock me on my ass or anything, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the characters came through pretty well, and I'm kind of along for the ride. He's sort of the, I guess, where this book is going is he's in this mental hospital, and he's in, like, a therapy session. He's being, he's under, like, hypnosis, and he goes to his dream state, but he sees people there this time, and he freaks out because there's never uh-huh. been people there, and they look like the Dark Riders from Lord of the Rings. The Nazgul, the yeah, Ring Yeah, sorry, the Ring Wraiths. Jesus, Brian. 
<laughs> and then they're real and they come to get him and they actually potentially kill actually one of the, the patients that's his friend when they come oh, to get him. Nice. Um, and then some other person in a cloak shows up and is, I guess, is on his side and kind of saves him. Huh. So it's another guy on the run story, which is like all the Nathan Edmondson <laughs> books, uh-huh. to be fair. But I think there's enough in the art and that it's it's so different from his other titles and really different from anything else I can think of that's coming out right now that uh, it's interesting and it's worth checking out. Um, I believe it's a mini, so it'll probably make a really good trade paperback. I went through this really quickly, so... Uh, yeah, cool. Dream Merchant. Good. Okay. Sounds actually pretty interesting. Good looking out. The Wake, number Man. one, by Scott Snyder, Sean Gordon Murphy, and Matt Hollinsworth on colors. I straight up loved this. I straight up love. I did. Wow. Why? Uh, okay, first off, the art was yeah, good. fantastic. Good. Yeah, Sean Murphy, he's an old school artist. Like, he was uh-huh. trained. He had art classes when he was a kid from, like, this old school, old man cartoonist. And he, this is all, I'm sure that he does digital tweaks like everybody, but this is all traditional media. This is him uh-huh. sitting down with his pens and his brushes, right. and he puts together, like this, just this opening page, this fucking landscape, or this yeah. uh, cityscape shot is, it boggles my mind. <laughs> no, I like, I, yeah, that's really good. The art is Actually, so there's old, like my, it has that old yeah. feel, it just looks. My opinion of this book will change drastically depending on the answers to a, a some following questions I will ask you about this. <laughs> All right, fair enough. The first being, is this like a mini series? Yeah, it's one of twelve or ten. One of ten. One of, one of ten. ten. Okay, that okay. That makes me like it more. Then there we <laughs> There's go. gonna be an ending. There's yeah. gonna be an ending. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good. Well, he has to start American Vampire again, so <laughs> I think it has to end. Yeah. So this is a contained mini series, which is always okay. Good, yeah, which is always good. Uh, but yeah, the, so first off, the art is just—it's just so cool. Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm excited to keep reading it. I didn't—I didn't love this, but I'm, I, it makes me excited. I—I I have a fear of whales. I hate whales, and I did. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. I do. And I did. There's for how many years? And you know I did not know that you were fear of whales. <laughs> I do. No, I really do. But there is. The, I even was a bit. I was <laughs> a bit. Like the nicest thing. <laughs> the nicest thing. We'll go into why I hate whales later. But um, why I'm scared. I don't hate them. Why I'm scared of them. But yeah, even that pig, that double panel of the whale. I was kind of like, Ugh. that's uh, how good the art is. Yeah, <laughs> it made me scared. It's... Yeah, I. I love looking at. Sean Murphy's work. It's yeah. just oh God, the, good. And I mean this in the best way, but it, it sounds, I guess, kind of like an insult. This is how I wish I could draw when I was 12. This is totally <laughs> not the type of thing that I would even go for now because I'm not, I could never do something this detailed. I would fucking lose interest. But <laughs> it's just, it's all these different things that I like all like mashed together and like there's that kind of like slight anime influence, but mm-hmm. it's just all over the place. His line work is just it's really detailed and really interesting, and he does lots of splatters and gotta love ink splatters. <laughs> yeah, and to complete the thing, Matt Hollinsworth, the colors on this. Yeah, comic, the colors are really good. It looks like a Dark Horse book from like when Dark Horse first started in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Because it, reminds it me looks of. like it was done with watercolors and then printed improperly. <laughs> Cause it's got this like textured look to it 
And I saw actually the other day on, on Twitter, Sean Murphy said that for reference for the colors, he recommended that uh, Matt Hollinsworth look at these um, woodblock prints from mm-hmm. some Japanese artist uh, whose name escapes me at the mm-hmm. moment. And I, when I saw the name, I Googled it and looked at the images and it's totally there, especially in um, the pinkish, orangish hues mm. that he uses throughout. Yeah, there's a lot of pink in here. Yeah, it's there's a lot of pink. Yeah, for a book that's a this is a horror comic. And yeah, yeah, it's but it's there's a lot of pink for a horror. It's comic. So much more though. It, the yeah. colors well, do lend itself to well, we a yet. horror comic. Okay, so a it's Jurassic Park because Doctor Hammond <laughs> flies in the beginning uh-huh. <laughs> on the best looking helicopter blades. That double page spread with the helicopter. Uh-huh. Those are the best looking helicopter blades I've ever seen. I mean, I wanted as soon as when the helicopter landed, I wanted her to walk over there and him popping a bottle of champagne, and for her to go, we "Hey, we were saving that." that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was very John Hammond entrance, and then you go into the thing. Yeah, had like an Arctic research yeah. base. Yeah. It was and just all these things that I love. There's like an alien vibe. Reminds to me it. of right. the abyss more and than the, anything. Has the abyss. Actually. The abyss. Well, yeah. because there's a lot of water in this. Yeah, it's all. I don't think there's a panel or scene in this book. Well, I mean, they very water, easily right? set up the, the the classic, uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, like a closed off scenario where there's going to be no contact to the outside world. Yeah. Like with, yeah. In my favorite panel, my favorite of this book was that descent where there's like the submarine. Yeah. yeah. And they use one of my favorite um, panel devices that not a lot of people use anymore, which is just the circle talking head. Uh-huh. In in this big oh, yeah. panel like, of them, they're kind of like bubbles, like yeah. they're in the, you know, because they're in that submarine God, yeah. that you yeah, see. Yeah, it's such so, so cool. I <laughs> I just uh, this is interesting because I don't think I've ever read something like this in a comic book medium because this is a story that's already starting with something we're all very familiar with. Like yeah. we're talking about movies we love, and I don't think I've read a comic book that's tackled that. I mean, we don't know for sure that's where this is going. I guess. Yeah, I guess we can kind of assume. Yeah, it's an interesting but point. But I kind of I'm interested to see how this translates to a comic book. Yeah. yeah, I'm also in, really interested what the whole why the significance of it being post-apocalyptic is. Or like well, not, at the beginning, yeah. You know what's kind of weird is you guys didn't read Punk Rock Jesus, right? No. So there's a couple weird connections to Punk Rock Jesus, and this <laughs> this almost I think I don't think they'll ever say it, but I think it might be in the same like universe because <laughs> a so the band in Punk Rock Jesus is called the Flak Jackets. Oh, the hat was a hat. She's wearing, wearing a yeah. Flak Jackets hat, and Part of punk rock Jesus is like almost nobody, only like hoodlums live in certain sections of, I forget what part of New York City it is, because the water levels have risen uh-huh. and a lot of coastal cities have been flooded. And I think it was like, like Brooklyn is all, you know, six <laughs> feet underwater or something. Or at least so you're telling me this is the same. Damn. Yeah, this is the same universe. So this could be a sequel. <laughs> hey, I don't know. But yeah, it does. I mean, so you have. The horror elements of being trapped. So I, part well, of see, my... We're, like, I, I, this is what I was like, why do you love it already? Like, we don't know what this is going to be Because it really. just, the, okay, so for just the vibe of, like, as soon as I opened it, uh-huh. it just, I got this old school, like, There's when a... I was a kid watching, like, The Thing, yeah. or even, because I was scared of it when I was a kid, don't laugh, but the the stupid Coppola Dracula, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, when I was a kid, that scared me. Yeah. But... There's something there's and then like even like RoboCop 
in like all these <laughs> yeah. like movies that I loved and at the same time were frightened of as a child. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like I immediately get this vibe from this book. Huh. Yeah, you get all these different things in yeah, and like at once. <laughs> and it still feels new and interesting and you don't know where it's going. And part of my fear of whales is that it's mainly it's a fear of the I have a fear of the ocean is why yeah. I hate whales. Mm-hmm. It's this vast unknown. So already with this all this water like this is it already it leaves me unsettled uh-huh. and so I think that's maybe why I like it more so you know, did you guys know anything coming into this book no I had no idea I, I all I knew was I read the initial press release this got uh-huh. announced alongside um, Jeff Lemire's new Vertigo book uh, Terillium and that was those two announcements I was like well those are now my most anticipated projects huh. of next year. Yeah, I just had the I saw on the solicits, and we get, I get this from our father, obviously. But any number one, you always have to, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> give an extra look to. He's like, oh, it's a number one, you know. <laughs> and so I saw like the Old wake number comic. one. Yeah, you know, and I saw the number one, and I saw it was uh, Vertigo. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that already number one Vertigo gets my attention, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I should. And then Scott fucking Snyder, right? And then. You told me to read it, and then yeah. the iFanboy told me to read it, and I was like, "All right, I just fucking get it." Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, right when I read this, because I got it digitally, so I got it at like you know six a.m. or something. Nice. When I usually read my comics on Wednesdays, and uh, I, immediately after reading it, I was like, "This is what we should talk about on the show." Uh, oh yeah. And so I sent I sent you a text message, yeah. and I was like, "Get the wake number one today." So we can uh-huh. talk about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then just that whole, all these like cool movie tropes, like I said, like yeah. the yeah. Jurassic Park intro. And then I love the trope. I don't know why. I don't even know what it is about the whole, the meet and greet trope where it's like, oh, yeah. I'm so-and-so and I'm so-and-so. Yeah. And you have this special skill set and then right. I'm being lied to. And it's just yeah. everything about it's like everything that happened, I uh-huh. loved. <laughs> like I The just, way they interact with each other were... Oh, your old boss is on. You know, yeah, they're like this they're, whole. Yeah. They're saying things stupid. that nobody would ever say. Right. They're not talking like people ever would. Right. But it works. Yeah. And that works. actually that also made it feel gave me. I think that was an alien vibe there too. Yeah. Um, and then of course I love the science fictiony. It starts three hundred years before the middle chunk, and then it ends with like ten thousand yeah. or a hundred thousand years before that. And yeah. so the whole time jumping is also very yeah. science fiction that. It has basically all these weird tropes that I happen yeah. to love. It's very, it's very, <laughs> I, it's very Michael Crichton. Yeah, basically. Except I hope it's actually good. <laughs> hey, hey, Congo. This is like this is like sphere. Amy, uh, loves. Oh, Amy love. Amy love. Amy love. That's why like, we really love this. Is because it's like sphere. Yeah, because I love sphere. <laughs> Have you watched that recently? It's really good. <laughs> Yuck! Get out! No, it's really bad. It's the worst thing. The primary reason I love this book. Is the guy, the government guy who recruits them? Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not fucking Jean Renault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Jean Renault. It is him. straight fucking Jean Renault. His name's like Sanchez or something. <laughs> My <laughs> most favorite. He's French Harrison Ford. He's the best. He also loves, or he also hates American croissants. What? He also dressed up as Doraemon in a commercial. I will say a point out before we finish. I do love when a helicopter's landing the whoop 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 whoop. Yeah, it's uh Spuff. <laughs> yeah. And they're so like so in your face, the onomatopoeia in this. Yeah. Every every onomatopoeia is just Actually like, I did know they all they did all like totally They all like, are like Yeah, just, he did, I mean Sean Murphy does that a lot. He has really whoop, whoop. big, great onomatopoeias. Mm-hmm. Um There's also I really like this in that 
after New 52 and then Karen Berger parting ways with Vertigo and the amount of titles they're putting out just going down and down and down. I just kind of felt like Vertigo was on its way out, to be honest. And I'm still worried about that, even though they keep saying that it's not true. And I just, I don't want to live in a world without Vertigo. No, no, seriously. Well, Fables is picked up. That was because I've been reading yeah. it nonstop since it came out almost. And it's still, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferris picked up. Look at that. If that doesn't excite you, the cover of the newest Ferris, which I read. Uh, this is amazing already that I love. And then I heard The Unwritten is great. Uh, the Unwritten is great, too. And then I heard that they were doing a crossover with, with Fables. Fables. It doesn't sound cool. That's not why I read Vertigo books. Crossovers, whatever, they're fine. But you guys, go read The Wake. Pick it up. So those are the books that came out in May. If you guys want to let us know about what you read last month, get in touch with us at opticblast.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we did get an email this month. What? This is insane, we got an guys. email. Uh, this is insane. And it wasn't spam. Uh, so we have a message from uh, Charles from St. Louis, Missouri. And he had a question for us. All right. So here's our email from Charles. Do you prefer digital or hard copies? Personally, I do both. I buy single issues and download. It gives me the opportunity to read the book twice and pick up anything I missed. Also, iPad, Kindle, iPad Mini, or Nook? Okay. That seems like a lot of money. So, yeah, it does. <laughs> Wait, so we just doing the first part of his email? or I, I was going to go with both because I actually do read comics digitally, so I was going to get into the other aspect of it. Cool. Thanks for writing in, first of all. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, he's actually gotten in touch with us on, on Twitter as well yes. and, and uh, appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I know that – so, basically, Mig, you're <laughs> a traditional only. I guy. am a traditionalist, you guys. I don't – I think I've mentioned it before. I've tried to do the digital thing with um, <laughs> the Brian K. Vaughn digital only comic and Marcus Martin <laughs> which is kind of a running joke I think with me. yeah <laughs> but because I suck at it I, yeah. I'm a Luddite I don't have, I should point out I don't have I only have an iPhone and a computer so I don't have like yeah. an iPad or anything like that so I'm I'm the guy every Wednesday that goes to his comic shop and you know picks up the stuff from his pull box and then grabs stuff off the rack yeah so that's just me personally um Maybe we'll go into the second part. I'll I'll give my thoughts on it. Yeah. After. But that's me. Yeah, I, I. So yeah, I'm running out of space. <laughs> I would prefer to read everything like traditionally. Honestly, I think most things. Mm-hmm. But I'm also totally okay with reading things digitally, and I really like I. If I had yeah, if I had an iPad, I'd probably do it more. But yeah. I mean, I'm also the guy who can sit down and and my computer like straight monitor desktop and just read comics for a while. Uh huh. And I, I was I like I said I, I would prefer to read them physically but eh, mm-hmm. it's fine yeah i i actually i prefer to read physical comics but there's a practical aspect to me in that yeah. i don't i used to be a collector all the comics that i do own they're bagged and boarded <laughs> and and i've even rebagged and boarded all my comics before like well. you're supposed to do yep and i just don't give a shit about any of that anymore i Basically, that was all well and good when I was in high school, and I lived at my parents' house, and I moved to, um, I, I lived in Arizona for a while, and actually, 
started probably reading more comics monthly than I ever had before and was just pulling a lot of books and had to move from Arizona back to California and just carting them all around and then getting them back and realizing I had to file them with my other boxes. I don't file things. I'm not good with keeping up with it. So they just end up in like a stack and I just don't, I don't want the clutter. Um, so I did get a tablet. I have a Motorola zoom. It's cheaper. The, uh, it has much more memory than an iPad, yeah. um, but the screen's not quite as good. Um, and that's, I read 100% of my comics as of now on my iPad, or <laughs> on my Motorola Zoom, on my <laughs> tablet computer. Um, and I'm fine with it most of the time, but some books look better printed. Um, some books actually I find look better on a screen. Then you get to the double page spread thing, and that's where yes, it all yes. I've noticed when I've looked at your uh, device. Yeah, yeah. The, the double page spreads just <laughs> the double don't page spreads. Work. You have to go panel to panel, which I think is interesting. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind reading things that I've already read, like panel to panel that way, just because I find it the way it guides you through. I think it's kind of interesting as like a sort of little experiment. But I fucking hate reading like that. I want to take in the page as a whole. Uh, right. The artists that I like the best, um, you can look at the page from a distance and it's instantly yeah. of their style. And, and I've always wondered, yeah. And, like something like Fables, does that – because you know, uh, Buckingham always puts those like the bars. Buckingham the, doesn't use the whole page is what you're saying? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Yes, but he does do those in the side – well, yeah, it's still, the, that's yeah. All still it's still there. It's still there. Hate, yeah, because it's still the same. Petey hates it. Whatever. It's still the same page size as long as it's vertical. It's just when you go to right. double page spread that there's a well, little yeah. bit of and that's why flex in there. Something that I reviewed, like Young Avengers, um, which is using double page spreads to their max, I think would be uh-huh, something yeah. I might miss from yeah. Young Avengers. Yeah. I probably wouldn't read comics digitally if I didn't have a tablet that has a 10-inch screen. Um <laughs> So, because I tried it on my phone and was instantly, wow, I hate this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I can see that for sure. So, yeah, I think, you know, if that's what works for you, rock on. That is, digitally, I wish I had a tablet that was 17 inches, you <laughs> uh-huh. know, and then I could just read it on that. I don't really care about convenience as long as it all could be in one thing. Uh-huh. I'm actually switching over to print issues again um, what? because of cost, as in DCBS. Right or discount comic book service is a lot cheaper, and I can get more books for the same amount of money, but have print copies, yeah. which I'll probably just I don't know give to a local high school or something. See, and there's there's a problem with print copies, and that's where I'm at right now. Is it's like a what? It's going to be like a four hundred dollar investment for me to switch to digital, which I'm okay with. Yeah. For the space athletes, I'm going to be the guy on hoarders pretty soon that just has <laughs> comic books. Yeah coming out like the windows yeah. like it's gonna be like you open my door and comic books are just gonna fly out yeah because you go to like in my car there's stacks of comic books that i you know haven't yeah. read or i have yeah. thrown in the back of my car then you come in my room and you open my closet door and there's just comics and they're not yeah. filed then you have all my filed ones that are in boxes that are just stacking up yeah. everywhere and it's just getting insane and so i put i'm on a message board that i brought it up mm-hmm. you know i was like do i want to spend the money to like get a storage shed and just store my comics God. And it was just like, well, no, that's now you're just, yeah, double your waste, wasting money, yeah. double time, right? Yeah. And so I don't, so I don't know what to do. Essentially, I'm at the point where, 
I don't have the room to keep all of these yeah. comics. And I feel like we're going to get better tablets and they're already, I think Samsung has like a, I think it's like a 14 inch tablet or something like that. But the investment cost um, in that for me, entry level, like I'm just going, Oh, now I want to yeah. go digital. It's like, well, I got to yeah, fork it's, over it's 600 an, bucks, yeah. you know, or something like I got It's an investment that. for sure. And I, I think we'll get crazy. there eventually. Um, there's also in that comics, reading comics is one of the things that makes it unique is it is a, it's a tactile experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's something in the page turn. And although yeah. flicking on your screen, like that's, satisfying still uh-huh. and you still get like a reveal it's not the same as no. there are books that are printed on I mean look at fucking everything Archaea puts out for example everything's p- printed oh, those on are awesome. yeah. <laughs> printed on a paper that's specific to that book mm-hmm. yeah like you read Tale of Sand and the pages are grit yeah they're sandy it's you know things like that and you're not gonna if you read. I can't even imagine reading Tale of Sand on a tablet. Well, but no, I think books. I think books and trades are different than single issues. I mean, I would yeah, never I I ever buy like that. a graphic novel yeah, or trade paperback on a. No, I, yeah. I'd buy it. Right. I want. I mean, that. this is also the same kind of deal as man. I this movie is way different on the big screen at the movie theater than it is watching a DVD player in my home. Yeah, yeah we talk about something like it weekly. You know, I'm like they're just yeah, I know, but it's like it's triples, the same. man. They're just like multiplying yeah. at an alarming rate. Um Kudos for Charlie here for yeah, buying two it copies is. of every book. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. Yeah. Oh, I thought you um, meant kudos for emailing us. Uh, kudos well, for emailing us too. And but, then giving us an interesting topic that we've talked yeah. about. Yeah. And for buying double dip, yes. yeah, buying things twice. Yeah, way to support the industry. Although he just says that he downloads them, he could buy the single ooh, issue and then ooh, torrent the other ones, which ooh, is ooh, fair. For shame, Shut up. Charlie. No, no, no seriously, that's, that's fine. If you're that's, buying, yeah. if you're buying, yeah, you're. I think isn't that how this whole this all started which like at least that like we'll put things available for you on the internet like roms and stuff yeah. because if you have the original cartridges and you can leave that, that was never a thing that was true <laughs> i yeah. just remember that being yeah. like the, yeah. the yeah. whole like yeah. i want every comic book i buy to come with a download code well i think marvel's they, been, been pretty good about they've you, been doing really? some of it yeah dc charges you more for the download yeah. versions yeah. of their books but you get a different color on the cover i think trades mm-hmm. should come with download codes I think everything should scenes. come with downloads. Yeah, codes. everything should. Come. Look at um, look at Blu-rays now. Blu-ray now is essentially yeah, actually, Blu-ray, get, DVD, yeah, you get everything. Invisible copy Ultra that exists in, in the air that I breathe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. Yeah, we should move more in that direction. Yeah. where you just get it all when you buy it, and um, I agree. Yeah, I think charging more for it is silly, and I understand. I understand why they don't charge less for the digital copies. Because, well, A, they're still making money. I'm sure that they know their sales would go up drastically if, like, the right. new digital copy was cheaper. But the, I mean, the the direct market would have a shit fit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to put it lightly. And understandably so, it is, it's a rough world out there for comic shops. It's still, yeah. And it's still, you know what it is for me, too? Is it's tough because my love for comics really started when I was sick one day. And dad brings over yeah, like a dude, full has, box of comics. Everybody of has Spider-Man. like their love of comics started with like sickness. <laughs> yeah, I was sick in bed. It's so interesting. Dad brings an entire box over and says, "You can read through this." And it was just all it was all Spider-Man. It was yeah. all his from you know whenever that he started collecting. And so it was just pick one out, read it, go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the yeah. next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. And it's just one of those things. That it's like 
that slightly romanticized ideal. Like, what if I want to do that? Yeah. What if I want to keep all these comics right. so that one day I have a kid and I'm yeah. like, it's not going to be the same handing him a tablet and being like, look, <laughs> here's a thousand comic yeah. books in here. Like, pick one you want to read. He can, like, thumb through and, like, maybe see a cover yeah. of something that you, yeah. you know, you would like. It's just this, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It sucks. I'm trying to think <laughs> of the first, mem- like, memorable comic I can remember reading now. I remember, I'm like, blank. the first, because I read a bunch of stuff and when I was about seven, there was mainly Marvel stuff at the time, but late seven, early eight years old, I remember reading like a lot of, um, it was right when the legends of the dark Knight series was coming out, which was fucking amazing. And not something I probably should have been reading as a seven or eight year old. <laughs> uh-huh. And I didn't totally get it, but they just looked different in that they had this, they had like all-star writers and, and artists on those books. And I remember just having those and yeah, you could, it's paid, you rolled up and like shove it in anything yeah. and take it anywhere. And I beat the shit out of those comics. Like the covers fell off. I don't have any of them anymore. Cause they all fell apart. And, uh, yeah, you're not going to get that with a tablet and, I don't know, even some of the romantic nature of like the pages being fucked up and the color. Uh, yeah. And like things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. We went off on a tangent there. Yeah, Curse did. you, comics. <laughs> Curse yeah, you, comics. <laughs> so thanks again, Charles, for the email. And that will bring us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out our website, www.optic-media.com, and let us know what your favorite or least favorite books were last month. We love to do a listener email segment at the end of the show every month, so shoot us an email at opticblast.podcast at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. If you like the show and would like to help us out, please, please rate us and review us on iTunes because yes. we have no ratings or reviews yeah. on iTunes. I didn't even rate us. And it, <laughs> I keep trying, but it won't let me. <laughs> I think it's because I'm the one who <laughs> uploads, uploads it. it yeah. But yeah, just we have no ratings on iTunes. Um, we also have a Facebook page, so look us up on Facebook. That's like actually it. for Optic Media. Yes. Um, I think it's facebook.com slash optic media. And send us, you know, suggestions like, yeah, should Brian and Petey read the crappy comics that I read every week? And then yeah. we all talk to them together, or is it better if I present it to them? Yeah. Stuff like that. We want to know. We want to yeah. know what you want. What do you want us to read? What do you want us yeah. to review? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us stuff to read. Oh, we'll read yeah, yeah. More Badger? We actually got a uh, couple of suggestions. This oh, week. okay. We'll do it. Yeah, so, so easy. thanks again for listening. I am Brian West. Miguel Silva. Pedro Silva. Goodbye. Brian Finch's diarrhea faces? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You guys, Brian Finch draws diarrhea faces. <laughs> As in, it looks like Brian everyone... Finch. I mean, Brian Hitch. <laughs> no, David, David Finch. David Finch? I thought we were talking about Brian. Oh, no, we were talking about... Yeah. We were talking about Brian Hitch. I didn't mean Brian Hitch. I meant <laughs> David Finch. <laughs> He's fucking guys. Um, yeah, he Hitch, draws... Hitch, 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 Hitch. Yes.